started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Gamers, 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 gamers. What the fuck is up? Uh, welcome to City Girls Make Do, your favorite Six in the City podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm a gay man with carnations. <laughs> uh, and I'm Alex, aka River Phoenix Wright. Ooh, that's fucking good. Thank you. Love it. Uh, we got, we're doing a, we're doing a, uh, we're doing a recording such that I'm actually drinking coffee during it. I'm drinking it from my Sex in the City mug that I got from friend and patron of the show, Jen. The Aww. one that has all the quotes on it, like, absolutely. And <laughs> I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Uh, and what's the big mystery? It's my clitoris, not the sphinx. So, you know, it's good, good for my morning coffee fee. Like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine being in like an office and you're drinking out of your mug that says has the word clitoris and abs of fucking lootly on it? It's good. Yeah. I this is why I like well, I mean, I just don't really drink coffee during the week anyway, because like I just don't. And mm. um but yeah, if I did, I'd have to be very careful to not drink this during like my team meetings at work. Yeah. <laughs> just drink out of my one of my normal mugs. <laughs> I did I had an iced coffee earlier. Um, because I'm gay, so I I prefer iced coffee. Oh yeah, I I prefer iced coffee, but like I just don't have the patience to make it at home unless I bought it like already iced. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's 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 a bit of a mission. Anyway, we're talking about season six, episode six. Yep. Uh, hop, skip, and a week. I just realized that we're almost at season six, episode nine. Hey, get it? <laughs> <laughs> Another sixty-nine episode. We you get two. You get two. This one was um. This one made me feel so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was an emotional roller coaster. I'll say that. Uh huh. It was also one of those ones that I was like really. I started out on the wrong foot because once again it starts out with guest starring Chris Noth on the screen, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck is he doing here? He's not even in the story right now. What the fuck is he? He has no reason. He has no right. He has zero rights. I mean, I did not see that. I, like, my brain deleted it or, like, didn't allow me to see it or something. I didn't see it. (laughs) It was just censored. Yeah, it was censored. So when he showed up, I was like, oh, fuck. But at least it was just a phone call. It was really short. And I guess, like, I don't know, it didn't really add anything like no it added like one minute two minutes to the story and i'm like that was unnecessary like the same story could have happened if that wasn't there but yeah oh well (laughs) but yeah we start out with carrie and burgers taking her to court because she has jury duty (laughs) yeah um yeah she's not going to jail although she should be she should be well burger should be going to jail more than she should but yeah She's literally 10 minutes late with Starbucks. Literally. So, like, but, yeah, they're on the they're on the steps outside the court, and, like, he's just, he's being fucking grumpy. 
Yeah, he's he's a cranky villager, uh, but not in a good way. Uh, he he gets kind of like pissy because he's just like, oh well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave now, and you can do your jury duty. And she's like, oh, are you gonna go? Uh, are you gonna write today? He's like, what do you mean? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what do you think I'm gonna do? Just sit on my ass? And she's like, no, I was just asking if you're gonna write. Um. <laughs> Like, I, I, we were, what, a minute in, and I had to stop myself from writing burger as a cunt in my notes, because I know he gets worse. He so, is, and he does. Like, yeah. But you, he already was at the beginning of this episode, and he just gets uh, way worse. He gets so much worse. So he's like, do you think I was just going to sit on my ass all day? And she's like, no, 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 I was just asking. Um, And they sort of bicker for a bit, and he goes, oh, I think we need a Hollywood kiss. And she's like, eh, we're both drinking coffee, which, this is the thing, like, if you're both, you know, like, the foods which leave a bit on your breath, if you both are eating the same thing, it kind of cancels each other out a bit, like, I've never... I was just thinking they're drinking coffee, like, in the sense that, oh, well, I'm holding coffee, so if you do, like, a big Hollywood kiss, because di- what like, he means is he's gonna, like, dip her down dramatic-wise, yeah. uh, and I guess, like, maybe her coffee would just fall on the ground or spill or something like that so they both put their coffees down before they do the kiss on the ground yeah i mean i can't judge but (laughs) as we all know (laughs) but i mean it's not like they put the the drinking part on the ground no but but like i don't know it feels a bit i don't i would just hold it i would just hold it i think i'm very i've perfect balance that's a lie i fall over mm. constantly but i feel like i can hold a drink and kiss at the same time done yeah. it before while drunk so <laughs> yeah he, he they do the big kiss and then just like he he leaves i also want to say i really loved carrie's outfit in this part where she's got like this kind of black overall dress thing on but it's like kind of it's not like like casual overalls they're like cute and then she has this like dotted was it a dress I thought it, it was like a jumpsuit. It may have been like well, it it did seem to stop like bolt like by her at least by her knees. Like it didn't go all the yeah. way down his pants or anything. But it's very cute to me. It was cute. It was a cute outfit. She's quite unoffensive with the outfits this week. She is. I mean, well, she's going to jury duty, so she's got to look presentable for the law, I guess. Yeah, I don't know why she didn't do the Liz Lemon thing of trying to be crazy, but then it's New York. Like that I guess that was the joke of the episode. They're like New York people be quirky. They be quirky as we see when she goes into the courtroom. Well so first she goes in and she tries to talk to the lady and she's like, I don't think I can do jury duty because I'm a freelance writer, which means no one can cover for me. Being a freelance writer means she can literally do her work whenever the fuck she wants to. She doesn't have to do it like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the most, I, I don't know if she was making a joke, but like, if you're freelance, you can work whenever you want. Um, you don't have like a nine to five. It's not like, oh, I have a nine to five. I have to be in for these shifts, so I can't do it. You can just do it. She literally is writing on her laptop in the, like, in the courthouse. Yeah, it's really stupid. I I really don't get this at all. It's very much like, I, I know that I'm pretty positive that she is like not being funny like she's serious about this <laughs> and i'm like just just stupid i know the, the jury lady is just like 
all right, enjoy jury duty and like stamp something to mean to signify that she's still doing it. Oh yeah, definitely. Of course. <laughs> so then she she goes to sit down and then we go to Miranda real briefly. She's leaving for work and like Brady is upset that she's leaving and Magda shows up to watch her and she just feels like really guilty about it because Brady is like screaming and I'm like I thought we were past this. <laughs> I like I I get it like being a working mother and especially a single mother as well is very difficult. Oh yeah. But like all of her plot lines are either about Steve or Brady, and I do not give a shit about these ginger fucking. I mean, all right, it's mean to call Brady a loser because he's just a baby, but like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't give than- a shit about these two. <laughs> it's nicer than what Samantha called it, which I can't remember even what it was. But like, but but Samantha said more mean things about Brady than you did, so. <laughs> it's not even his fault it's the fucking it's the show like the whole her whole plot pretty much from now on is just Stephen brady yeah it does kind of suck because it's like reducing the character who's the most like independent kind of woman character and not i don't even know if i want to say the most but she's like one of the ones who's the like the least having to do with like sex and romance and reducing her down to baby and man yeah. And it, it sucks. I don't know. Like, Miranda's such an interesting character to me, and then they really just, they really just reduce her down to this really boring plot. And, but yeah, that's, that's all we really see for now. But mm-hmm. her whole plot this week is about Brady and her work. So. Yep. That's, that's, that's the plot. Um, and then we go to, we go to, to, uh, to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is, so, She's uh joined the like synagogue's women's group. Um and all these old ladies are like fawning over her and saying, Oh, Charlotte, you'd be perfect for my son. My son this, my son that, you should go on a date. And you know, she's she's getting lots of offers. She's gotten yeah, she's gotten some propositions. They're yeah. like they're like trying to offer their sons up like cattle. It's I good. love it. It's very good. Uh, I do love that one of the women goes up to her and she's just like, oh, the breakup with Harry was such bad news. But I mean, good news for me because I have a single son your age. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like genuinely heartbroken about Harry. And you're just going up to her being like, oh, well, it was, it was good news for me. It was good. I'm glad you broke up with the love of your life. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. Uh, yeah, she's like, so yeah, she's got all these offers of all these uh, young men. Yeah, yeah. So I've she, always wanted to be set up on a date like this, though. What, where like someone's mom is just like, oh, my son is going to be perfect. You're, you yeah. got to go on this blind date with him. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know why. I just think like it would be fun to have someone's mother be like, oh, you're perfect for my son. Probably just like, oh, you're so beautiful and you're Jewish. Like, you're both the things I want my son to have. And you're like well off. Like, all right. Like, I don't, it probably has like nothing to even do with her personality. Just no. like, yeah, you're beautiful she's, and Jewish. She's, I mean, she is beautiful and Jewish. She is. Um, but she's very successful. She's a nice person. Like, mm. I mean, she clearly knows them. Um, what was one of them? Like, ladies was called Lenore and they seem to have a bit of like a, a rapport rapport yeah. with lenore <laughs> a rapport with lenore i love it yeah so i mean they seem to like her she's uh, charlotte's very inoffensive you know 
Yeah. And she's chill. So, yeah, she's beautiful and gorgeous. And, yeah, she's got all these lovely young Jewish men after her. Or, well, their mother's trying to set them up with her. Yes. And then we go to Sam and Smith, who were... Okay, this is so much. It's so much. So they're in Times Square. And they're looking up at this huge ad of Smith, and he is, like, fully naked, but with a bottle of absolute vodka, like, in his crotch area, covering up his dick. And it says absolute hunk on it. (laughs) Yeah. How did he go from um, performing in a fucking, like, basement black box theater to being an absolute... Like, being in an absolute ad on Time fucking Square. And it's the main part of Times Square. That big fucking triangle bit. It's the big fuck-off part of Times Square. Uh, yeah, I don't what? know. I'm what guessing strings what- is this woman pulling? I have no idea. Like, maybe it has to do with, like... Okay, so his play was really nothing. But Samantha made a bigger deal about it. So there was actual press for it. Maybe someone was like, oh, this guy is hot as fuck. And he's willing to get his dick out. So... But that's, like... I, but still, it's a huge fucking leap. Yeah. It's huge. That's a, that's a massive contract. Like, if you were a model model, you would not get a fucking, like, absolute ad in Times Square no. in the space of about a week. No! Like, and maybe, and not, I mean, like, it would make sense if Smith was a model. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's, he's an not. Actor. He's an actor. Like, if he was like, oh, I'm a model slash actor. Like, oh, I, I'm like a lot of people. Like, he was a waiter and he did like the occasional modeling gig. And, but he really wanted to be an actor. But we yeah. haven't heard anything about any modeling from him. So it's like, no, really strange. And it seems like yeah. Samantha just pulled some fucking strings and got him on Times Square. Maybe Samantha is a bigger PR person than we know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, she did sort of represent lucy lou for like a day yeah maybe she just like has fucked the person who's in charge of times square ads (laughs) mr times square (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) but uh but yeah for now we just like see the ad and uh samantha's of course like samantha's like ready to fuck in times square because she's horny about it yeah she's ready to fuck in front of those like knock-off yeah. Elmo's or whatever. Uh-huh. We support it. Let me go back to carry at jury duty. Yeah, She's and there's... distracted. I don't blame her. So the man, he has, like, a briefcase. He opens it up, and she and he holds a mango, and then puts it back in, the briefcase. Uh-huh. And they're yeah. playing, like, a video about, like, here's what we expect from you in jury duty, whatever, blah, 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 and no one's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, it's strange. So then we cut to her and Burger um, at dinner in a fancy restaurant. And like, she's telling him and she's like, it's really fucking weird. Like, why is he doing that? And yeah. And he's like, what about a pineapple? Like, I mean, a mango, at least you could, in theory, bite into it, I guess. Pineapple, not really but yeah you could in theory break into a a mango like if you just like pierce the top you can peel off the layer and then just kind of bite into it it'd be gross juice would be running down your face which is like i guess sexy it's sexy if you're in like the caribbean 
and you just like pluck a mango off a tree and then like bite into it and start peeling it and eating it. That's yeah, sexy. Yeah. If you're an old man in a courthouse. <laughs> yeah, not, not sexy. No. But he doesn't even, he doesn't do anything with it. Like he pulls it out and just holds it and then like puts it back <laughs> in the briefcase. It's really he, funny. <laughs> he cups it like a bird, like a baby bird and then puts it back in. Yeah. It's very good. Uh but then we see like out of nowhere, like they just sat down and then like out of nowhere Charlotte like dives into their booth with them and is just like I'm on the worst first date of my life. Uh for a second I thought that they were just like meeting Charlotte for dinner cuz it was so fast that she showed up. Yeah. But Carrie's like what are you doing here? Like what? <laughs> yeah, she's she's seeing like one of the lady's sons from the synagogue and he is just he's just very boring like and he brought carnations yeah and like this is very offensive to charlotte because well burger's like what so the guy got you flowers and you you're think it's trash and she's just like not flowers carnations (laughs) she is right they are a filler flower they're they're my mama's favorite flower, and so I always was like, oh, they're they're just you know like a flower, and I'm like, I don't know, I never think about carnations. They're not really like, unless I'm like getting something for my mom, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, yeah. My mom's favorite are gerberas, which I always think are ugly, but I can't tell her that because <laughs> she's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, so like, this is the point where Carrie's like, okay, I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna say I have bad news and he's gonna leave and then you can just come sit with us after he leaves. Yeah. Uh, which it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's like cute. They're so excited. And she's like, yeah, great. And, um, Burke is like, Wait, what? Like, once I mean, Carrie says we've been on so many bad dates. We have con- we have contingency plans. Like, yes, they look in for each place. other. Yeah, yeah. So Charlotte goes to sit down back with her date, and like, I don't know. It's not like he's being offensive. He's just boring. And yeah, but she gets a call, and then she's like, "Oh, I don't normally take this, but maybe something bad has happened." <laughs> <laughs> and then Carrie's like, hi, Charlotte, it's Carrie, something bad happened. And then Charlotte goes, something bad happened? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, and then we just basically got right to them, like, sitting at the table with Charlotte. Like, Charlotte's at the table with them just having a drink and they're chatting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and they're talking about, like, I guess bad, like, dates guys uh-huh. can, like... Um, and... Charlotte sort of explains, like, carnations are filler flowers, they're not, they're a bit boring. Like, I've never been given flowers on a first date, but, I mean, I'd like to, but they are kind of, yeah, they're a bit boring, I think. Yeah, but then Burger's like, okay, so Carrie, would you be, like, upset if I got you carnations? And Carrie's like, no, I like, I love carnations, especially purple, or especially pink ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and And then... She mentions something else that's kind of like a deal breaker for her, and um, she says like top Charlotte- siders or like boat like boat shoes. If a guy was wearing boat shoes, she would be turned off. And yeah, yeah. and Charlotte's like, "Oh, I love that. That's cute to me." And Burger's just like, "So what? Guys are basically fucked, huh? Like, he's just being a bitch. Like, <laughs> men's like- rights activist Jack Burger 
Ugh, he's like he that's what he's a fucking incel okay so he's like oh so men are fucked men can never please women like that's not what they said in the slightest they're making a joke and being like yeah it's a joke making a joke yeah Yeah. and so he says like oh men are fucked and carrie's like no you know um and charlotte says well harry was not physically my type but i loved him yeah like he was bald he chewed with his mouth open those were normally things that i wouldn't you know that Mm. i would not like in a man but like he i I loved him so i didn't care about that kind of thing like these are just petty things that we don't really prefer but it's not a deal breaker and i don't know bird is just being a fucking baby (laughs) Yeah, what does he say? He says something about Harry as well to her, which I was like, I'm going to throw hands. Like, I don't understand why he's talking like this to one of Carrie's friends, like, in front of one of Carrie's friends. Like, he's being really – he's just, like, confrontational. I don't know. I don't like it at all. And uh, then him and Carrie start, like, really bickering about – just about stuff. And Charlotte's like – actually leave i forgot that i have um i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) i got a thing uh bye and she's like and carrie's like oh god so charlotte had witnessed two awful first dates in one night yes and yeah it's really it's really awkward um they get in the cab and burger's like oh you can just drop us on the side and you know, on the corner of 73rd and whatever. And Carrie's like, no, drop us outside. Because, and she like turns to him and she's like, I'm wearing heels. Also, the cab is wet, but the street isn't. But I was like, okay, if it's raining and she's wearing heels, you want to just drop her on the fucking side? He doesn't think about anything other than himself, so. No. Yeah, and then he's just, I don't know, Carrie's kind of just like, when did we become like this? And yeah. Burger's just like, I can't believe you put me down in front of your friend. Like, what? <laughs> Why were you fucking putting her down in front of her friend? Uh, I, this is so uncomfortable knowing, like, being in the position of, like, Charlotte in this, where you're with, like, a couple people who are, like, together, but they're, like, clearly going through one. And just, it's so uncomfortable. I guess I'm actually more used to being the carry in this situation. Um, not for a long time, but yeah. like <sighs> it's really uncomfortable when you're just like, oh, clearly uh, my friend is like, this is really fucked up. All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not. And luckily, I haven't been witness to this. I mean, apart from my parents bickering, which is all the time. Um, but it's yeah, it's really really awkward, and they sort of talk about it a bit more and. Mm. Well, Berger suggests they take a break. Yeah. He's like, well, because he's like, when did you stop being on my side? And Harry's like, well, when did you stop being on my side? Like, why why are we on different sides? I don't get this. Yeah. And and they have not been dating for very long. It's so, it's like, and they're fighting quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's like, I just want to take a week, go up to my place in the Hamptons. Which fucking rich dickhead. I know. Fucking Um, dick. (laughs) (laughs) and uh he's like i want to take a week and then just like think about this yeah like i feel like that's 
a huge fraction of how long they've even been together to begin with, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Carrie's just like, are you, are you serious? Okay, what? Okay, like, you actually want to take a, a proper break? And then they, she, he's like, okay, by the way, it'll also be two stops. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, a break starting right now. We were not even gonna, like, they're not gonna go upstairs and talk about it. We're, they were just gonna do it in, in the cab. Yeah, in front of this cab driver. And clearly Carrie is very just like, all right she's just really confused and distraught about it which is valid because burger's a piece of shit this is the point where i'd be like this is clearly not working we haven't been together long enough to kind of work through this to i think i feel like if they're already having this many problems with him being like a whiny little fucking baby Mm -hmm. it's i don't know how much does she actually like this guy like I, I, I don't know. I feel like she just likes him because he's there. I feel like it too, like, because the plot needs her to have this other love interest. And, like, I get the reasons why she was originally attracted to him. But this is a point where, like, you just, I just don't see any of those things anymore. I just see him being a big fucking baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking child. He's a child. And yeah, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to go now. Bye. Um, I can't believe that they don't even talk about it. He's such a dick. I know. I hate him so much. And he only gets worse. I just, ugh, I fucking hate him. Um, brunch. Carrie's disappointed brunch. about the break. And Charlotte's like, maybe this is a good thing. You know, like if Harry and I had taken a break, maybe we wouldn't have said those things that we didn't mean to say to each other. Like maybe things wouldn't have happened like that if we'd just taken a break and thought about things and come back together peacefully. Uh, I mean, they took a break because they weren't moving, because, like, Charlotte was worried they weren't moving fast enough. I don't think that would have helped. Yeah, I don't know if she would have, like, reevaluated that if that had happened. But she's, like, trying to be optimistic. Like, on the one hand, it's, like, okay, I get that that's Charlotte's personality, that she tries to be, like, the kind of optimistic one, especially about romance and stuff. But, like, it's really patronizing when you're describing something kind of shitty that happened to you or that you're feeling and one of your friends is like trying to see the silver lining of it and you're like can you just like oh god i almost said be on my side but then i'm like oh that just sounds like burger but like can you like mm-hmm. even if you are trying to find the positive like i know you're trying to help but it's just really patronizing <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is patronizing patronizing um well samantha suggests something yeah she just makes the faces she's like well you shouldn't be making a you shouldn't be looking like this and then she makes a frowny face you should look like this and makes a smiley face (laughs) she's like you're gonna be sad when you have wrinkles that you're gonna be even more sad when you have wrinkles Mm -hmm. uh so make good faces and then she just like passes a postcard sized photo of like naked smith well like with that it's the absolute hunk photo but just like passes it out to them and they're like okay yeah they're (laughs) like what has this got to do with anything and she's like i just want to talk about me um she's valid because she's (laughs) more interesting than carrie so yeah i just wanted to show you all my fucking hot boyfriend yeah Yeah, she's she's right yeah i'm not mad at her i'll do the same Big so yeah, she's like, you know, but I mean, she, her, I guess her point to Carrie is like, look, if you are sad in this relationship, uh, there's an issue. Like if you keep hitting speed bumps, the odds, yeah. the odd, the odd bump is normal. But if you keep doing it, 
probably an issue. She, it really is like the best advice that any of them at the table are giving her because she, it's she's right. Like the reason that you're with other people is to be happy, and yeah. it just seems like Carrie hasn't been happy in a while. Yeah, you're not. She's not happy with him at all. So like, why is she there? No idea. No idea. They like re- they already resent each other, and they've been with each other for like what two months, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really sad. Uh. Well, then we go back to Carrie at jury duty, and mm-hmm. she's just got her fucking laptop out, just sitting there, laptop out. Yeah. <laughs> and she has her question. Her question is, do we need distance to get close? Do we need social distance? Mm-hmm. Social mm. distancing. I mean, everyone who is social, well, not everyone, but lots of people are like, I can't wait to go back and hug my friends. But it's like, you probably would have hugged your friends anyway. Because most oh, people yeah. I know are, like, people who are already like that. So it's like, you don't need distance to be close. You were already close to these people. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to go out and hug them after this ended. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, distance can make the heart grow fonder, I guess. But, like, I don't think, think it's necessary. It's definitely not necessary, no. 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 Um... But yeah, that's that's the question. And yeah, she's just doing injury duty because she's a freelance artist, a freelance writer, and no one else can cover for her. Ha ha. Um, anyway, Miranda has a real job. She does have a real job. And she shows up to this work meeting late. And it's like, it's only these two other people there. And she's like, she she's under the assumption that it's about this case with like the McKenzie file or something that she's working on. And she's like, oh, I'll get my case files out. And they're like, okay, actually, this meeting isn't about the case. It's about you. You've been late a whole bunch. And you're not really handling your cases very well. So like, we need to, you know, see what's up. Yeah. And she's like, um, you know, why I've been late? Because I have a child. Um, yeah. and she's like, listen, the case, I've been on top of it. It's going well. The only time I'm yeah. uh, not working well is when I'm at home. I'm a bad mother. Leave me alone. When my mother died, I was here the Monday <laughs> after. So yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. she Like, okay, she is right. I feel like maybe that's not the best way to talk to your boss about it. <laughs> but yeah. she's right. She's right. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Also, uh, I guess it's kind of sad. Like, she did have maternity leave, but I guess it wasn't for all that long. I don't think it was that long. Um, but she does very much say, like, look, it's not going to happen again. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, you don't have to worry about me. I can handle everything. I'm, I'm a big girl. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big girl. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go out to Smith and Samantha, and they're in a Smith bar. Smith and Samantha. And Sam- Samantha is like she's drinking a cocktail and she's like I'm drinking absolute vodka I'm sure this episode was not sponsored Um, she's like I'm drinking absolute vodka and darling it's it's your drink even though he's like in AA Um, he's like kind of down about it Yeah. yeah he's like all my friends are mad at me because my AA friends are pissed that I'm fucking selling alcohol. Um, my actor, like, my actor friends think I've sold out. Um, my, <laughs> my mum has to buy all the fucking copies in the local magazines to stop my grandmother from seeing my dick. Um, like, everyone's mad at me. Yeah. And she's like, ah, fuck it. Uh huh. 
Because, like, a bunch of gay men come over and they're like, oh, are you the absolute hunk? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, me and my friends are huge fans and we see, like, five gay men all raise their glass to Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's working. I feel like some of – okay, I I definitely agree with the thing about, like, his – okay, so the thing he said about his mom, sure. The thing he said about his AA friends seems kind of weird to me because, like, I feel like I don't know anyone who's, like, sober, who is, like, I'm offended that other people would try to sell alcohol to people who, like, want to consume it. Like, they're – they would be upset with him if he was the one – drinking the alcohol because he's you know in he was in AA I guess and maybe they'd be like hey you were sober like are you okay but like mm. selling alcohol to other people I feel like realistically they wouldn't be mad at him for that like that seems weird to me I mean I guess they could be mad that like he's trying to make it sexy and if obviously if you've had like issues with alcohol and then you're part of the advertising trying to make it like sexy and glamorous I can see them That's thinking that he's yeah. that he's like a hypocrite, you know? Um, yeah, that does make sense. But, like, yeah, I don't think they have a problem with people drinking it, just more that, like, it would be kind of hypocritical for him to recognize that alcohol obviously has its, um, its bad parts and is very dangerous. Yes. But then sell it or market it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. His active friend saying he sold out, I can't. I don't think that. I feel like that's the one which doesn't make any sense to me. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that one too. Because it's like, what do you mean sold out? Like, that not that the point to, like, yeah. become big? I don't – like, maybe they mean because, like, instead of be getting, like, a prestige acting job, he's, like, being, like, a model basically naked selling some selling a product, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess. But, like, I mean, maybe if you had, like, very sort of pretentious, like – actors and we're like we're going to make theater they might be a little bit thinking you sold out but generally like all my other actor friends would be like you got a job well done babes like it doesn't matter yeah especially if it gets him more recognized and stuff and he got paid for it like it seems like he's not really making a lot of money like it's kind of one of those things that's like if he's getting like a well-paying job for like once it's probably good for him. Like, he's not making any money. So, like... <laughs> yeah. He's not making... He finally, like, probably got a decent paycheck for that. And hopefully it means other people might recognize him for stuff, which we find out later they do. So... Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. And Samantha says, you know, first comes the gays, then the girls, and then the public at large notices you. Yeah, I do love that the gays notice first. They're just, they're on it. They fucking know. The gays know. The gays know. It's true, though. Like, the gays, cutting edge. Like, gays and black women. Yeah. Uh, the this culture was built on the back yeah. of, gay <laughs> of the gays and black people and transgender people. Yep. I mean, that's just the truth. It's the truth. Facts are the fucking matter. So, yeah, Samantha is right. She understands. She understands society. She's woke. Her third eye is open. Wide the fuck open. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Charlotte. She's on another date that sucks. 
uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know at first, but we find out that he's a gay man, uh, because he's like, look, you and I both know that I'm gay. The only person who doesn't know is my mother. You know what my type is? And then he points at an absolute hunk ad. Charlotte's like, oh, I know that guy, but he's straight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, oh, I know him. And like, he's like, oh my God, can you introduce me? She says, oh, he's straight. And he's like, oh, I mean, ruins the illusion. It's, it's tragic. It's always sad. Like, at least be bi. Yeah, and for all we know, he could be, but it doesn't seem like he is. No, but he could be. He is hot. So like, bi people are usually hot. This is a good point. I don't know if I've ever met someone who's bi who's not hot. I think it's just canon. <laughs> so, just in my experience. Yeah, I don't know. Just I haven't I have never had this contradicted to me. So, so far I'm going to assume it's true. <laughs> uh, um <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of it. So, it's not really going well for Charlotte. Um but then she she meets another one of the ladies from the synagogue and she's like, oh, Charlotte, like, you really need to meet my son, David. He's really like, he thinks you're gorgeous. I showed him a picture of you and he thinks you're beautiful. She's like, yeah, I'm just tired. Like, these dates aren't going very well. And he and she's like, oh, but he is very handsome. And I know every mother says that about their son, but he's really handsome. And she shows him, shows her a picture and he is he's charlotte's type so it's all going down well yeah he is very handsome and she's like oh and he never even needed braces can you believe it which is like that's a that's a light up in charlotte's head she's like oh genetics Mm." eugenics (laughs) i didn't say eugenics i said genetics okay yeah he's got them good (laughs) that's not surprising to me at all if she was Charlotte uh, does the Elon Musk thing where she's like, we're going to genetically engineer our children, but keep it on the DL. And somehow miraculously end up with five boys. Six, six boys. now. Yeah, six boys. Um, that's, you know, wow, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that happens. Um, but so one thing that the woman said was, oh, and he's even more handsome in person, believe it or not. And then we see him in person and I'm like, he was more handsome in the photo. <laughs> yeah. Like his, he looked gorgeous in his headshot. I mean, that's the issue with headshots is everyone always looks better in them. Yeah. And we saw his, like, we saw him in person and I'm like, I don't know. He's, he, I actually was confused at first. I was like, is this the same person? Like, but then it becomes very clear it is because she calls him david yeah i remember like i saw a picture like someone showed me their headshots and they looked good in them but like in person they're one of the ugliest people i've ever met (laughs) yeah so uh, like you know which makes me worry about mine which i didn't even think i looked that good in i think i look better in my selfies but listen it was very clearly a headshot it was like posed and black and white it was great fully that was an actor's headshot. Yeah. I mean, the thing about selfies is I feel like that really is generally, like, the best a lot of people look because it's, like, you know your angles. You know what mm. you – you are, like, choosing how to show what you like most about yourself to other people. And so selfies are extremely good to me. I do love a selfie. Do 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 love that. God, it's so weird that Charlotte was, like, giving a shit about – how he never had braces like that's weird right it's weird to me like i mean i guess 
maybe I've never thought about it because like my well okay so I had extremely fucked up teeth and if I had not had braces it's very like Lisa needs braces um <laughs> but like book of brace and it's genetic like my mom needed braces but it's also because I have like a really small jaw and so part of it was like I needed to have like I think if you include my wisdom teeth and some of the baby teeth I had pulled I had like 20 teeth pulled or something like that Christ so I had to have a lot of teeth pulled and then I also had braces I had to have a wire attached to a tooth in my gum to pull it down into like the right spot like I had fucked up tooth genetics so it's like if I were to ever, like, have kids anyway, it's just, like, it it really doesn't fucking matter what the other genetics are, because mine are so fucked up that I'm, like... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but, I like, know. I can't imagine dating, like, if I was on a date with someone, or I was dating someone, and they're, like, so did you need braces, or are those your natural teeth? Like, and, you know, or like, yeah. oh, do you wear glasses for aesthetic, or do you actually need them? I'm, like, I need them. I have very poor eyesight, and it's genetic, and they're, like, well... I gotta go because our child is not having weak genes. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh my God. I feel like it's not a deal breaker for Charlotte, but it's just like a perk, I guess. It's a weird perk though. It's a weird, I can never, I could not imagine caring. Like if anything, I'm like, oh, do you have like any genetic like illnesses that run in your family that like could yeah. impact our child's quality of life? Not like needing braces. Yeah, it's also kind of just, like, really weird for a rich person to have that worry because it's, like, yeah. generally the worst thing about your kid needing to have braces is the fact that it's fucking expensive. Charlotte has so much money. It really doesn't fucking matter if her kids need braces or not. Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, You know, like, I'd be like, oh, does heart disease run in your family? Because it runs in mine, so maybe we should keep an eye out for that if we have a child. Like, no, 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 no. Good teeth. Good yeah. chompers, that's what matters. Munch crunchers, just... Crunch crunch. Yeah. Just good Munch nars. munch. Gnarly gnarly Um. Anyway. Maybe she just doesn't want her kid to be a fucking nerd. <laughs> that's probably it. She wants her kid to be a prep, because she's a prep. It's like, newsflash Charlotte, the doctors you think are hot were nerds. They're still yeah. nerds. They're You're fucking pretentious-ass, bitch-ass nerds, but they're still you nerds. You're in love with Harry. You think he wasn't a nerd? He's a fucking lawyer. Like, he had to fucking go to law school. Surely he was a nerd. There's lots of, like, nerds who don't, aren't, like, the stereotypical, like, you know, like, push you into a locker nerd. But he's still, mm. like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Harry is funny, which means he was definitely ugly growing up. So he was a nerd. Yeah, th that's how it works. So That's how it works. If you, if you're like funny and you weren't you didn't have like a massive awkward phase something's wrong there something's wrong yeah because <laughs> the two need to correlate they need to um yeah then we get a little glimpse of miranda she comes home from work and uh brady's already gone to sleep so she's a bit hurt and she just does her work it's very short yes yeah and then we go back to Carrie, who is shopping, and she gets a call from Big. Yeah, she's discount shopping. Yeah, she is discount shopping. And yeah. Big is golfing in Cancun while smoking a cigar because he's a caricature of himself. He's like how I imagine rich white men to be. Yeah, exactly. And it's meant to be attractive and not repulsive. 
is disgusting. And then he, like, I think he, like, throws his cigar on the ground after he's done with it. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that's littering no matter where you are. You're at a golf course? Are you just throwing it onto the grass? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, the poor fucking caddy who's got to deal with these fucking assholes. Yeah. I fucking hate this. Uh, but yeah, he calls her and he's like, how are you? And she basically is like, oh, well, I'm discount clothes shopping. And he's like, no, idiot. I mean, in your life, like, how is your life? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you in burger? Uh, I'm, how are you in a hot dog? And she's like, burger. Yeah, he's, he's not mad about it at all. He's not sorry about the fact that she's dating other men. Yeah. Uh, not at all. No. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, we're taking it slow. You know, we're actually maintaining a break. And then she, her voiceover is just like, I don't know why I told him that. Why did I tell him we're taking a break? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. But she's like, he says, oh, you've only been dating for a short time. Why are you taking a break? And she sort yeah. of starts explaining. And then he says, you're breaking up. Yeah, he also makes this comment that's like, what kind of idiot would take a break from you? And she's like, that's rich coming from you who uh, moved across the entire country. I thought she was going to bring up, you know, like, oh, that's rich coming from you who was like, you know, the most emotionally distant person I've ever met in my entire life. But <laughs> mm. That's rich coming from you who uh, immediately got married after saying you didn't want uh, to commit to me and then cheated on your wife with me. Yeah, you know, it's it's rich for a lot of reasons. And uh Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then he says the thing like you're breaking up and she's like, We're not breaking up. Like we're just taking a break. But he's like he's actually breaking up. Like the the phone call is not is not coming through clearly anymore out of yeah. nowhere, you know, just because the script needed that to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh then they that the phone call ends because like it just drops. Yes, it it, it just stops. Um and pretty much it sends Carrie home. She goes to rent a car to drive up to the Hamptons to talk to Berger and then immediately changes her mind and goes to see Miranda instead. Yeah, she spends like, what did she say? She spends like $170 or something like that to like go 30 feet and then turn 360 yeah. degrees and park again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Miranda's, she's chatting with Miranda about the whole situation and Miranda's comforting her and then brings out, Magda brings out Brady who's fucking screaming. <laughs> yeah. Carrie's just yeah. like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> well, because Magda, yeah, what's wrong? Why is your baby crying? Babies don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, is he okay? Like, you know, this is what babies do, right? Um, Miranda's like, he just misses mommy, uh, which mommy means Magda, because Magda just, like, walked away after giving him. Yeah, yeah, Magda's, like, going home for the weekend or something, yeah. and, um... Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't feel great for Miranda that her baby's crying when she when he gets handed to her. Yeah. Um... Uh, then we go to Miranda at work, and she's just, like... Because, I guess, like, yeah, the whole thing is, like, oh... Brady only sees Magda, so that's his mommy now. Uh, yeah. Miranda doesn't exist to her. To her <laughs> but yeah, at work, she's like, okay, I can't keep doing this. I need to cut way back, like 50 hours a week, 55 yeah. tops. <laughs> 50 <laughs> hours. Wild. And like, her boss is um sort of shocked about it. So yeah, that's why she's like 55. And I'm like, I did the math. So she's doing like, she was doing what like 12 hour she's probably doing like 12 hour days yeah probably it's fucking wild like because 
Yeah. I mean, I know that lawyers are work a lot. I don't know shit about lawyers, but like, fuck, I could never do a career like this. One of the ones where you like literally like are working maybe 70 hours a week or something. Like, fuck that. No, I, I, I need to be doing other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> fuck like that. looking off, looking off your child. Yeah. No kidding. So then we cut to her putting Brady down to bed and it's, it's funny because she put photos of herself on like the mobile, uh, so he could see her more. <laughs> yeah, it's the Miranda mobile. Mobile? My, mobile? I don't know. How do I pronounce mobile? that? Mobile. I don't I know. I say mobile. I think it's, I say mobile, but I feel like that's not how you're supposed to say it. But who knows? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Words are fake. No. So. Yeah. Uh, words are fake. <laughs> that's like Miranda's whole story this week. It's done. She, it's, she's decided to cut back on work to spend more time with family, which I guess mm-hmm. is character development for her, I guess, because she was a workaholic. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. We go to Smith and Samantha again. They're walking down the street. She's dressed like a pimp. Oh, she's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but so like they see that one of his posters like on a bus stop has been defaced and it says absolute asshole. Rude. Mm-hmm. That, I'm what has he done to you? Nothing. I feel like if I was gonna deface that poster, that's not how I would have done it, but I mean <laughs> it's literally his his dick is right there. Like just you gotta draw a dick over the vodka. Yeah, of course. That's what a normal it, person would do. Right? It's extremely like one of the very first episodes of Nathan for you where he like puts the like I guess the concept is he wants to find teens who are like gonna deface signs so he makes them deliberately like extremely easy to deface by having like like there's one where he has like two fists his two fists like right by his hand but right by his mouth with his mouth wide open so that people (laughs) would go on it and draw dicks like towards his face and stuff like that and then he finds this like teen and he's like i think you are an at-risk teen for being doing bad things and then like it's very funny <laughs> but it's like but it's very much like those ads where it's like you this is an ad that seems deliberately made in order for someone to deface it and make it funny <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah. <laughs> uh, i wish it was defaced better but no it just says absolute asshole yeah. um maybe they had to say absolute a certain number of times in the episode maybe definitely i mean definitely not sponsored um, oh god. Uh, but yeah, Smith is, he, or no, Samantha is like about to start frowning, but she tries not to because she's like, no, cannot frown. I'll get mm. wrinkles. <laughs> and Carrie's voiceover is like, uh, Samantha frowned as much as her and her dermatologist would allow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then a group of schoolgirls see him and they're like, that's the absolute hog! And they like, yell and point and run up to him and they just freak the fuck out and samantha's like oh it's good because you know just like i said the gays then the girls mm-hmm. and then everyone else i do so it for the gays <laughs> do it for the girls and the gays that's it that's it uh and then <laughs> the carrie voiceover after this is it's, it's pretty good for our podcast yes <laughs> Uh, Carrie's voiceover is like, well, Samantha was right. A week later, the industry followed. Gus Van Sant offered him a role as a model slash hustler slash junkie in his latest film. Like, yeah. Is Which, he making the same movie again? <laughs> he's making a sequel. Presumably he's making a sequel? Maybe. I don't know. 
that's what it kind of sounds like because my my own private (laughs) my own private idaho two two (laughs) that's what you run it's very good um (laughs) but yeah so it worked out for him so it's good uh uh then we go to charlotte yeah, so she's at like the um the temple like singles night, which is where she said she'd meet uh David. And yeah, he's like fine, I suppose. Yeah, he's like he's still handsome, but he's definitely not as handsome as he was in the photo. He's like talking about how he went to Yale and Charlotte's just like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, is that a bad thing? And she's just like, Oh no, of course that's not a bad thing. It's just like so he's not hairy. So she says like yeah. he might as well be a gay man with carnations. Yeah. And then he just leaves. (laughs) He just leaves. He's like, well, actually, he says, oh, well, do you want to go back to my place and have sex? And she goes, no. And he's like, yeah, thought I might as well have asked. Okay, I'm I'm leaving. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And then, like, this pair of girls, they're women. They're like, God, the only hot guy here left. Now Um, it's just all the baldies and the fatties. And And then Carrie's voiceover is like, Charlotte hoped her baldie was there. Yeah, she hears the word baldy and she perks up like a dog who's just heard a noise and she's just like, baldies? (laughs) Baldies? My baldy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, believe it or not, she spots Harry from across the room. He's there. Yeah. It's her baldy. (laughs) It's her baldy. I nearly cried. This one is so good. I loved this so much. Ah, She's like... So so she goes over to him and she says... See, my voice is getting all high-pitched now. She goes over to him and she says, like, Oh, hi, Harry. I just need to tell you that um, I don't care if we never got married. Like, I love you. This time apart has made me realize how much I love you. And... All I'm asking is that you can just find it in your heart to forgive me for what I said because I'm so sorry. Um, maybe you could just call me or we could go out to dinner or whatever. And then he's like, oh, well, that won't do. That's not good I- enough. Yeah. And then he, and she's like obviously very hurt. And then he she's gets like down tearing the- up. Yeah. Tearing up, like in tears. Because uh, she thinks that he's, like, going to turn her away again. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes. It's so good. It's so good. And, yeah, obviously ah! she says yes. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... It's fate. And, yeah. And then, like, the the ladies um say, I'm coming here again. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back next week. I do love that Harry was, like, of all the cities and all the synagogues you happen to be at this one and i'm like didn't she go to that one because that's how she got into this was because, because of you, you? I don't, yeah I, I don't understand but yeah but it doesn't seem like that much of a coincidence to me it just kind of seems like it makes sense but in the words of <laughs> yes matt says he was just referencing casablanca so i was i was gonna say Is well we're nerd? referencing kelly he's a nerd he's a nerd we're we're referencing uh, Kelly Clarkson because of you. Oh, I thought you were saying since you've been gone. No. Oh, yeah, but that's also that too. Yeah. Does Charlotte have hazel eyes? I don't think so. She I seems like not. a blue-eyed bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably actually brown, but I, I, in my head they're blue because she seems like that kind of person. I say that kind of – like, I have blue eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
but yeah, so that's Charlotte's story, and it's extremely good to me. Uh, and then we finish with Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Oof. From one a W to an L, real quick. Um, so the man, she's back in the courthouse, and the mango man now has a coconut. So I guess <laughs> this inspires Carrie to be like, okay, right. When Burger comes back, I want to tell him that I really I want to get back together with him because the only person that would find this funny is him. Everyone would find this funny. You're a fucking idiot. It's hilarious that someone would take a coconut out in jury duty. You can't even fucking bite into it. That's hilarious. Like it's a fucking it's hilarious. It's hilarious, Carrie. You're a fucking writer. You should know this. If you're if someone takes out a coconut, holds it, and then puts it back in a briefcase, that's a story for dinner parties. Like Carrie, Burger has an advanced sense of humor, though. Yeah, he's got a 180 <laughs> level IQ. Like yeah. he's a genius. Uh huh. Oh, big time. Uh, so we go back to Carrie in her apartment. And the door knocks. It's Burger with pink carnations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, he's sort of like, oh, hi, I'm back. And, you know, they both say they want to make it work. And they hug. And she tells about the coconut. Yeah. It's like they, they seem to be, they seem to have made up, essentially. They've both thought about it. And they they realize that they don't want to be fighting. And that they they apparently love each other. Blech. Um. But then, the next morning, uh, so, Carrie wakes up alone. Burger's not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, she wakes up and she's like, okay, what? She walks over across the room and she finds a post-it note. Uh, and the post-it note says, I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. I Iconic. Iconic Second City moment. Death penalty yeah. electric chair for burger. Yeah. You you really can't I can't think of a more garbage way to break up with someone. I, like my text sucks. My post it now. <laughs> and also the night after you both agree that you want to be together. Yeah. He must have done some serious thinking. Maybe he had a bad dream. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I thought this was all happening next week, but next week is just the fallout of this. So uh, next week we get to deal with uh, the just the everything about this. It's extremely good. I think next week's episode is probably – it's a lot of people's favorite episode of the show. It's, or like most I'm, iconic episode of the show. It's very iconic. Like, I love yeah. it. Yeah, and it's a yeah lot. a post. Oh, he's the he's the worst. Like big is bad. I feel like I feel like Burger was introduced. Conspiracy theory time. Burger was introduced to make Big look better. Ooh, that's an interesting theory. It worked, I guess. I don't know. Okay, so I mean, I guess the thing is, I mean, the Russian. So spoiler alert: her next boyfriend is also terrible. They're all terrible. Spoiler alert: they're all boyfriends. Emphasis on the boy. Mm-hmm. They're all bad. They're um, no man friends. I mean, Aiden was good, but he... Aiden was too forgiving. That was his yeah. fatal flaw. But, um, yeah, it's bad. He makes Big look better, but, like, in such a way that, like, like they're bad in different ways. 
I don't know. They yeah. both suck. But Carrie is pissed off. The, the The last shot of the episode is like Carrie just fucking smashes the jar of carnations. <laughs> she just like, I, yeah. Can't say you blame her. No, it's it is a pretty uh, and I don't use this word lightly. Epic moment. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> a big she, a, epic. <laughs> you know, Big. like you know, like the like like a Game of Thrones or something, like epic. Oh, epic. I thought you said Bic as in like the pen brand. No. no you were no, breaking no, no. up a lot for me. Yeah, you are too. <laughs> okay. Oh, like a like a funny big. <laughs> oh god. I thought you broke up again. I just was not laughing at that joke. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. So she's pissed off. She she breaks the carnation gla- vase, and we love to see it. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty good. Pretty good episode to me. Uh, yeah. Overall, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your rankings? Uh, um, well, obviously, Charlotte's at the top. Yes, I love it. I love love Harry. I love her. I'm loving this. And yeah, she put her fucking heart out. She put her ass out to get it eaten. Uh, yeah, and then, I mean, Carrie might be second. I don't know. Miranda, I'm just getting bored of Miranda having the same plot line. I want Robert. I want Robert. I want Robert too. Maybe next week. I thought it was supposed to be this week. Maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe Carrie third, and yeah. then Samantha okay. second. Yeah, I th- I think our mine's close. I'm actually okay. So Charlotte's my first as well. I think Carrie's gonna be my second, just because like mostly because of the end. Like the, I do very much like to see the the her smashing the flowers. Um, she like tries. She puts up with a lot of bullshit from Berger, and she doesn't, like, lean into trying to defend him and, like, you know, not her friend or something like that. So I kind of – I don't know. I thought she was decent this episode, and it does culminate in, like, one of her most interesting moments in the show. Um, And I guess Miranda and Sam? I don't even know who I – maybe – I don't even know. I feel like Samantha third and – Miranda fourth because like I just don't give a shit about Miranda's baby story at all yeah I, I, I just don't care I don't know I feel like Miranda is worth more she gets so sidelined it's just like and Miranda yeah it's just I don't care but mm, I do not care yeah so well, that's rankings we can go to questions we have a few questions this week yeah um, so if you want to send us questions Send them to citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask. Our first question is from friend of the show, patron of the show, Siberian Pine, who has, uh, who asks, has Alex seen the Scylla Black? Am I saying that right? Scylla Black. Scylla Black segment where someone on blind date – wait, where someone on blind date where the contestant gets dragged for being a journalist. I have, yes. I was like – when we got this question, I was a bit confused – so I googled it and then I looked at the clip and I had seen it before. Iconic, right? Good. So, what do they get dragged for, like exactly? So they're dragged for being a journalist, but all kind. All right. So you know, Blind Date, the show. I think there was one in America. Like 
There was, yeah. Yeah, contestants, you go on a show and then they're like behind a screen, there's three different people and then they just pick one like based off their voice and what they their answers and shit. Um, so Cilla Black was the host. She was a singer in the 60s and she... Like, the woman who was on the show was secretly a journalist writing for Cosmopolitan. And the issue was that she was engaged as well, but she didn't make that clear to anyone. So she was basically, like, Scylla confronts her and she's like, so you were taking this spot of someone who would really want to come here for love. Oh my god. <laughs> and she does it the whole time. She does it with, like, a, like a very passive-aggressive smile on her face, like... You know, there, there was, there's a, there's a single girl out there who would have loved to have gone on a date with this young man, and you took her place. Do you have a boyfriend? And the <laughs> woman goes, no. And then it's like, in the bottom of the screen, it says, it was later revealed that she had, uh, she was engaged, and it was like, oh fuck, oh god. So yeah, she just gets dragged of like. Are you go? Say we were going to give you tickets to go to Nepal. Are you going to go to Nepal? And the journalist woman is like, "No, I was going to give that to, and I don't even remember the name now, Richard or whatever the fuck. I was going to give it to him, and he could take some other girl." And she's like, "Oh, really? Is that true? Like, because <laughs> oh, they always like they usually will send them on like uh you know a very fancy date like either abroad or to like a nice restaurant. So it's like you know you." we gave you these tickets like we gave you stuff to do we gave you nice things are you gonna keep that even though you you didn't come here looking for love you came here trying to get a story like it was the most dramatic thing in the world she was writing for cosmo like what's she gonna like is she gonna do a fucking expose on on fucking blind date (laughs) it's great I love it. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. My mum watched blind. My mum always says she watched it like when she was in labor. Mm. Blind date was on. God, I love that. <laughs> um, okay, our next question is from friend of the show, also patron of the show, Tumblr user Kitty Princess, aka Summer, aka guest of the show. Uh, their question: What are the most questionable items you keep in your day to day bags? Um, that I keep in it. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I feel like I always have... Hmm. Do you keep condoms in there? Not been used. Hmm. I'm trying mm. to think. I don't really keep a lot in my bag. Like, usually what I have is, like, my wallet. Yeah. Uh, maybe, like, a lipstick. Sometimes I'll have, like, um, a Swiss Army knife. That's good. That's useful. I don't ever have yeah, that. Yeah, but that means I I am carrying around a knife with me. I mean, eh. yeah, maybe, maybe it's, so. M- maybe so. Maybe I do. Maybe. <laughs> um, what else do I have in there? I probably should have had a look, but like I haven't needed to have a bag in the past month. Uh, this is true. I mean. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm just thinking of, like, when I go to work every day and I bring, like, my purse and there's not really anything very weird in there. I Even when I am not going to work, I don't really think it's, like, maybe – I feel like the the most questionable thing is that I, like, always forget to carry, like, tampons and shit like that. And I'm like, yeah. that – it's questionable that I don't have that. <laughs> I, I should. I do – 
I did for a while have like I always no not always but like I do often have snacks Hmm. and I realized it was it's it's useful but like I realized it was kind of weird when I gave mine to someone else because like my friend was hungry but like there wasn't time to go and get food so I was like here I have some biscuits they're vegan so you know I was like they're vegan so there shouldn't be anything in there if you have any allergies or any dietary restrictions and she was like you sure I can eat these and I was like yeah go ahead and then I yeah but that's sort of like I'm like a 60 year old woman I'm like here are some snacks I have in my bag that like crumbled up biscuits which have been in the bottom of my bag for about a month I mean that's fair yeah better than not I never have snacks on me and I'm dumb I'm like why do I not have snacks but (laughs) yeah I just I really don't think I have anything else interesting it's just my bag is generally pretty empty (laughs) yeah I would keep I would, I ended up, so like, because I got Invisalign, I had to keep uh, a toothbrush with me and like some toothpaste to brush my teeth after lunch. Um, and it got to the point where it kind of ended up like my bag was permanently ready for an overnight bag, which I realized like, if you looked at everything, like everything makes sense for me, but if someone looked at it, they'd be like, Alex, like I would have my phone charger and then a like a power bank um toothbrush toothpaste condoms spare contact lenses um and occasionally a pair of knickers like yeah listen You're good to go. If, if it arises then it shall be done it shall be done and you're good you don't have to worry uh, about it listen so. in the future after this whole you know lockdown isolation situation if i do get a chance to just bang I'm gonna take out. I'm gonna take myself up on the offer because, like, you never know. Life's too short. Mm, I've got an overnight bag, baby. <laughs> I think the most questionable things I have in my purse are actually things that I have in my wallet, and one of them is actually from Summer. Ask her of the question, which is when I met. So I met her and Noah in uh, Seattle a couple years ago. And she was like, I have this for you. And it was a $1 American bill, but it was defaced so that the president was Homer Simpson. (laughs) And then it says on it, money can be exchanged for goods and services. And so I have that in my wallet still. I love that. Just this defaced $1 bill. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the dollar bill is right. And you should have that. I don't think I can exchange that for goods and services, but I never would. I would never give that up. It's perfect. No. It's perfect. It's, it's priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it I really think, is. I think that's it. But yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm just I'm just ready to bang. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> we have one more question. Uh, it's from Anonymous. Oh, interesting mm. anonymous uh it says would the girls be down to serve their jury duty or would they try to get out of it what would their excuses be well we know carrie's yeah we know carrie for sure so we can just ignore carrie because we know what she would do canonically is miranda allowed to serve jury duty i feel like if you're a lawyer you're probably not allowed yeah i was gonna say i don't I don't know. I mean, I think she's a corporate lawyer, but still, like, I, yeah. You know too much about the law. I feel like there's so many things that can exclude you from doing jury duty. Like, Mm -hmm. if you, I don't know, it's like, it's really weird to me that they even have restrictions like that, but, like, okay. Um, Like, when I was in my 
second year chemistry, my second year inorganic chemistry class, my prof told me that like if you know how a breathalyzer works, you are not allowed to be on jury duty for like a DUI case. <laughs> like okay. you're not allowed to if you can if you know like how it works chemically. And then we talked about how it works chemically and uh which is wild to me. It's like, how does that make any difference? Like, is it because you understand that there could be like a false reading? Like, I don't really get it, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, but then, I mean, presumably it's just, you can just skew it. Like, lawyers can just skew juries, I guess, to get whatever results they want, theoretically. Yeah, because like, because, if they know how to break the right arguments and stuff. Yeah. And like, if you're like, I understand, I mean, I have a basic understand, I have, I have a decent understanding of knowledge and of science. And you're like, well, obviously you can't fairly judge this case because you understand shit. Like, that doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. It's like when people are not allowed to be on, like, like the Harvey Weinstein case or something because they might be, like, emotionally biased about it. And it's like, if you are not emotionally biased about this case, then are you a fucking human? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, if you're not emotionally biased in the sense that you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Then I feel like surely you're emotionally biased in the other direction. Because yeah. you, if you don't have an opinion about it, then you're a fucking monster. <laughs> so, I know. Like, yeah, I mean, I imagine like with high profile cases, they obviously have to get people like the least amount of opinion possible. But like, come on. Yeah. If I if I were on the judge for that, I'd be like, I don't know who Harvey Weinstein is. I don't know I that don't know man. This is. I, I've never seen yeah. him in my life. No. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I yeah, am, I'm I, so sorry I, to this man. I do not know. <laughs> if, I, if I saw him walk down the street, I wouldn't know who this man is. <laughs> I mean, like, before he became a high-profile person, I wouldn't have recognized him, like, by oh, face. Oh, I would have. I know all. the devil in his... I, I've seen the devil in the flesh. Yeah. And I, I mean, now I absolutely would, but... Yeah, I read a lot of blind items. I knew what Harvey Weinstein was up to yeah, for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... But, like, yeah, he – I feel like – okay, so Samantha – Samantha would be like, oh, I've, I've fucked the lawyer on this case or whatever, or I've fucked the defendant. Like, she would have some sort of connection. <laughs> like, she's – I've fucked the defendant. I can't be on this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's – I 100% agree. Or she would, like, use her feminine wiles to get out of it. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm just – you know, emotionally biased now because, you know, I'm involved in it. So, uh, can't be un unbiased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite would be like if she had already fucked the lawyer beforehand and not just like fucked him to get out of it. No, like, she, she just already had. <laughs> I think she probably already had. Yeah. It's. I can imagine that happening. And it'd be pretty funny to me. And good for her for getting out of jury duty. Yeah. Charlotte would just serve it. Charlotte would just what do it. What else is she doing? Yeah. True. And she'd be, like, stressed. She probably wouldn't want to do it. But no, she'd do it. She'd be like, it's my civic duty as an American. <laughs> she absolutely would. <laughs> Love you, Charlotte. But also... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, just, she doesn't have a job also. So, like, it's not like she really – it's not like she's like, oh, well, I mean, the thing is, if you have a job, too, you do get you, – you legally get time off 
to serve jury duty. So it's not like yeah. anyone can be like, oh, I can't because of work. So And it's like paid time off too, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I think so. I wonder if she would get paid to do jury duty if she's unemployed. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt she's living on fucking welfare. No, it's like, it's. I'm sure it would basically be nothing in her bank if she did. She probably wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> probably yeah. um so yeah i think i think i think that's canon i think this is all canon and yeah mm-hmm. that's that's what all four of them would do so uh that's all our questions for this week so we yeah. can move on to patreon now um if you want to donate money to us, you can go to patreon.com slash citygirlsmakedo. You can give us $1 a month to get a special Discord roll, uh, get access to our bonus content, including the Mummy Mailbag, as well as the Keanu podcast. Uh, you also get access to the secret Discord channel of Liquor and Nanu Pictures, which is mm-hmm. extremely good. Um, if you give us $5 a month, you get all the $1 stuff and even specialer Discord role, a shout out on the podcast every week. Plus, you can submit stuff for Steve Voice. And at the $10 level, you get uh, all the other stuff and even specialer Discord role. You could be like the only person – well, no. You could be one of two <laughs> people who is blue in our server, like bright – like a nice, a nice bright blue, not like an ugly blue that blends into the Discord gray. No, it's a sexy blue, and you can be like blue dabba dee dabba die. Exactly. All the well, I mean, I'm biased because I picked all the Discord colors, but like <laughs> they're all like nice pastel colors that look nice on the Discord gray because I'm extremely picky about Discord roll colors because so many of them just look like shit against the Discord gray. So I'm, I made sure that they're good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you give us $10 a month, you're also able to listen to us record live every week if you're, uh, if you so wish to. So, uh, all our patrons that are $5 and up a month, I will read the names now. So we have Alex Schaup, Summer Geist, Jennifer Snyder, Matt Ribeiro, Jess Ayalachi, uh, Pierre the Disaster, and Siberian Pine Hardwood. So Yay. thank you all so much. We love you. Thank you. you. Make our dreams hollow notes. <laughs> um, yeah, we are so hollow notes. We are. That'd be a good. That'd be a good Halloween costume. Yeah, no, I write it, it down. Listen <laughs> know this. <laughs> Whoa! Ah! <laughs> Wait, that was bad. Ah! <laughs> it works. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's everything. Um, you can also check us both out on the newest Tuning Fork. I know we plugged it last week, but um, it's actually out now. So yes. it's on noisebase.xyz. Uh, Tuning Fork is normally a podcast hosted by Matt, producer Matt, boyfriend of the show, Noise Space Overlord, and our friend David. Because uh, they talk about like Pitchfork reviews from back when Pitchfork was more relevant than it is now. Uh, the albums that were like best new music or albums that were like absolutely trashed by Pitchfork. This one was about Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple and we took over the podcast and Matt and David aren't on it. It's just us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if it's, you want to listen to it, it's good. If you if you want extra us, that's where we are. We spent like two hours talking about Fiona Apple. It was great. Yeah. And uh, like David edited it and he he edits in clips from all the songs so like if you haven't listened to the album yet i mean listen to the album first it's a really great album but like he edits clips in too if you want like a bit of a taste of what it sounds like without listening to the album but we're very good and funny and it's it's good yes uh it was yeah, great it was really fun to record i loved it um mm-hmm. 
But that's one place you can find us. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at Age of oh, Wait, no, that's my Twitter. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Age of Oddish. <laughs> you can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on uh, Tumblr at Dork Phoenix and Twitter at Alex the Virgo. Fuck yeah. Uh, good night, gamers. So long, good night. Uh, fuck cops, especially fuck cops recently. Blue lives don't fucking matter. Um, blue lives don't matter. Head- the only blue my life that matters is Vriska and fuck What about cop. Sonic? Uh, Sonic barely counts, but sure. Okay. I have seen Sonic uh. three times now, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, the Cookie Monster, his blue life matters. Yeah, I feel like we can't really say the only blue life that matters is Sonic when the entire plot of the movie is that Sonic becomes best friends with a cop. Okay, Sonic's life does not matter. I'm, he I mean, I'm team his life. <laughs> yeah, I'm team Shadow and Knuckles because, like, spiritually they are black, you know? Yeah. I mean, Shadow is literally black, but, like, African-American. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Shadow and Knuckles, Amy's cool, Rouge... She's a thought, but Sonic, fuck Sonic. Okay, we'll say Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster's life matters. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that because he knows what the number one priority is. So Cookies. Cookie nom, Monster nom, nom, and Friska, that's fucking it. Everyone else who's blue can <laughs> fucking die. Um, especially if Oh, that mouse from Bear in the Big Blue, Big Blue, Bear in the Big Blue House. Okay, that's it. Top three. That's it, that's it. And then that's everyone it. else die. Okay, uh, yep. <laughs> Mohe every day and kiss Keanu Scar on the lips. <laughs> Bye. Bye, gamers. Bye.